Hey, 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 before we get into the show, just want to mention our new partner that we are partnering up with in Startup Mindsets to give our listeners a special 30% off for the first three months that they use Bench. Bench is an accounting company that provides hands-on accountants to help you deal with your startup or your company's accounting needs. They got everything that you may need. And uh, we just did an episode about how important you know taking care of your bookkeeping is. Um, so if you would like to hear more or learn more about uh, how Bench helps people like yourself take the stress out of bookkeeping, uh, look in the link, look in the description for a referral code and more information. Hey, 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 welcome back to Startup Monsters Podcast. This is Dan. You know, we want to say happy holidays to all our fans and listeners out there. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. You know, I had uh, some turkey and uh, and stuffing here and there, so <laughs> hope hope that um, your weekend was great as well. Um, another amazing guest we have the privilege to talk to today, Lucas Zambello, is um, out of Los Angeles, but originally from Italy. Today we're going to hear his story about how he built Journey, the recent success they had in raising around, and especially what it was like creating a and creating and scaling a company during a pandemic, especially a hospitality company. Uh, so in, in essence, Journey helps automate a lot of uh, tasks that hoteliers have and makes a once, you know, f- mainly physical experience um, when it, in regards to checking into a hotel, a uh, completely digital and frictionless experience. And here's the show. All-Star founder, Luca Zambello, is the CEO and founder of a company called Journey. And uh, he's also a UCLA grad. And I also believe that Journey has ground with Mucker Capital, um, a notable investor in that round. About 9.5, according to Newswire, right? Look, yeah, the last um, round. Welcome we, to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Um, yeah, the last round uh, uh, we closed was $9.5 million. Uh, that's correct. But we raised about a uh, little bit over $12 million in total capital. We had a seed round and then this, we, we call it a seed plus. Uh, Every, everyone's doing the seed plus nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Did, did you... Uh, uh, I think you know a little bit of background would be would be great, but just before we ask you that, did you uh, uh, expect to be a founder when you were at UCLA? Is that something you had in your mind? Well, I um, yes. The the short answer is yes. I, I I was trying to find a reason to come to US, and going uh, you know going to school was the easiest way come over here <laughs> so so I, I started studying and but I, as I was studying I was I already started like you know some of the my entrepreneurial uh journey but I actually started being an entrepreneur when I was in high school already um uh, you know I like without even knowing that that I was being an entrepreneur but you know just kind of the nature of me like always looking for ways of you know to to make money while well, I'm having fun, I guess, and doing yeah, what I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, love to hear about Journey and what you guys do. I know that it kind of draws comparison to Airbnb, 
but what in my is is it right to say that you guys help like old hoteliers and i guess just uh break you know hotels with less of a digital um presence for guests achieve achieve that fully tech um enabled guests to, to enable to enable guests to have a better experience yeah technology i i think i i don't know if i would compare ourselves to airbnb i would more say like we um i guess like visualize and i understood that there was like a a, a missing piece in the in the industry of hospitality specifically um and what we saw is that automation of change and revolutionized basically or it is in the process of revolutionizing basically every single industry out there. Uh, you know, transportation with self-driving cars, and then you know, obviously like with Uber, yeah. when the with the drivers on demand, and uh, you know, the streaming services. It and if you look at every single industry, it's like really changing the way of been, they have been doing things. And hospitality is one of the last industry that has been adopting um, a lot of this. You know, because the technologies are out there and is really putting it together and adapting it for what you need. Uh, and what you want to do, and what we saw is that hospitality was uh, was lacking almost fully any type of automation, and we saw the automation could completely change hospitality as a whole, both from a guest standpoint, yeah, right, um, as a traveler, and uh, as uh, someone who's looking to have an hospitality business, whether it's uh, an Airbnb professional Airbnb run hotels or an actual hotel or actually hotel chain. Um, you know, it, it really can change the way you've been doing business before instead of having to do things with tons of overheads and like very, very complicated processes and people basically for every problem that you have and and a lot of overheads and so, not so, really right. a scalable business. Um, yeah. I, I can tell like you guys have an app and I signed up to hopefully go on a journey one day. But I'm just nice. curious to learn about how do you guys enable the hotel you know, managers, like what does your software look, look for them? And in, in, in the sense, like what, how do you enable that change that you were uh, just briefly talking about? Yeah, it's a great question. Hospitality today, it, it's very complicated, you know, yeah. to, to really manage, whether you're managing like a single Airbnb or you're managing, uh, you know, an entire hotel, there's a million moving parts, uh, you know, like when is a guest coming in, um, you know, dif- different, uh, uh, each guest has different demands, different questions, uh, you know, sending different checking information based on, based on where they're checking in and where they're coming from, or they're in a ride share, or they're, they're uh, driving, they have to park their car. And usually the way hospitality has fixed this problem is by putting a person um, in it, for each of this problem to actually fix these things and doing everything manually things even like pricing uh yeah. how to promote those units and uh you know you have a front desk just the fact that you have a front desk that's like five people if you want to have a 24 7 front desk you have to have five people full-time that they work whether you have 10 oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. units or or 100 you have to have five five people full-time just for front desk for somebody to check your id and give you a key that can 100% be done digitally today, right? So we basically took uh, all these processes and automated them completely, both from a host standpoint and then from a guest standpoint. That that obviously results into massive reduction in, in your overheads and uh, making a business that is not that scalable, very scalable. Great. I guess, Luca, tell us more about like what, why this problem? What, what, why did you... 
figure out like this is a problem that you want to solve because you know as a entrepreneur you can work in many different things but you know you you ended up in the uh, <laughs> i guess the prop tech hospitality tech uh, kind of vertical right i mean how did you stumble into this uh, versus let's say other opportunities great question oh i think a problem of of a lot of probably entrepreneurs or people that have you know they want to be an entrepreneur and they have an entrepreneur mindset is is actually being focused on a single thing because you see so many uh, solutions out yeah. there and and uh, <laughs> and you're like you want to do a million things so i think it's a great yeah. question because that's that's how i found myself often like wanting to work in a million different things because i just get excited about things and then as soon as i see something i want to kind of fix it and then when i fix it i'm like okay this can be sell, sold as a product <laughs> um so really focusing on something and choosing something it was a, it was part of my Uh, journey and a challenge that I had in my life for sure um but it, but I stumble into the space by a chance um so when I was saying that you know right when I was uh so I'm originally from Italy I moved here when I was 21 and uh, uh while I was in school um I started working um actually in, in the events side of things and uh, I, I was a promoter for for a very brief moment but just so that I could nice. build my network And, and and meet people uh, and it really worked and I met a lot of people here in LA like from not knowing anyone I actually started building a that pretty pretty That's awesome, uh, substantial yeah. <laughs> network of people that I'm still talking today I made a really good relationship with SB um uh, or, or hospitality company uh, here in LA and um you know fr from there I actually had a client one day asking me that they want to rent a villa to to do an event and I went online trying to find something, couldn't find anything. Uh, this was about 10 years ago right now. Um, and and I was like, wow, there's, how's there nothing online? And then through different people, I met this broker <laughs> and I realized that this guy's broker's full-time job was to actually rent sh for short-term rentals, villas here in LA. So I'm like, wow, there's definitely an opportunity here. There's people that want to rent, rent villas and there's people that want to rent out their own homes. And there is really not a tool to do that. Yes, you have the very beginning of VRBO and Airbnb, but not specifically for, for the event side and not specifically for, for big homes, right? Airbnb at the time was more of like, a, you know, room share sure, uh, yeah. type of model. So uh, I actually, uh, like overnight, literally like in 24 hours, I put up a landing page called houserentalosanders.com. Uh -huh. and, and I, and I start doing some Google ads to see what happened. And then, You know, in a couple of weeks, I, I, I had already like a few deals and I was like, oh, there's a business opportunity. And in the first year was me and an assistant. We did $1.2 million in, in revenue, was which that, was pretty. Right. Was that the birth of Journey, right? Uh, that was the birth of, that was like, it was a different company, but it was me understanding, okay, there's, there's definitely an opportunity in this space. Yeah. We then start managing homes, but I was like, this is not what I want to do. I want to, I always wanted to be a tech company. I'm like, this is not scalable way of, of running hospitalities and hotels. And that led me to be like, okay, there's, there's definitely an opportunity here um, to start building like automations and softwares um, to help these people running their operation in a much more efficient way. Because I looked what was out there when yeah. I was trying to manage And none of the solutions that were out there, in my opinion, were worthy of the type of technology that we could actually access. Sure. To. 
So I got, I got, right. That's, that's an incredible story. I love how, you know, you researched and really felt firsthand what um, other people are going through uh, in terms of like creating a, you know, being a, um, really like a, providing a good experience. It's, it's, there's some gaps that could, could have been filled. My question is how, you know, how was it starting a hospitality startup during a pandemic where travel was sort of unrecommended by our government? Um, and can you tell us about the time in 2020 when, when uh, that was occurring, like you, you guys were in business? So it was one of the hardest time I think I've ever been through um, business-wise, um, definitely. But it was also a time, a big time of opportunity. I see like, you know, anytime that there's any type of crisis or any type of like big uh, changes in the world that that is actually yes. a time where where a lot of opportunities are are created. Me, if I was an investor, I would have probably used that time of of uh, um, you know when of the beginning of the pandemic or like in the middle of the pandemic to probably sure. invest in hospitality companies because that's how how I am. Mm. I actually I I'm uh, I I see myself as as like kind of investing in things when nobody does and then not wanting to invest when everybody is. It's, it's a great, great way. Like I think Warren Buffett said, you know, sell or be nervous when people are greedy and be greedy when people are nervous. nervous. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And I, I, guess I live by the market. Right. And, and so, and so uh, we actually decided to double down. Um, so we, we had raised uh, at that point, $2.7 million. And then we said like, you know, it's time to, it was like right before the, the, the pandemic, uh, a little before, like six months before. And we said, now is the time to really double down both on the development of the technology, because in my opinion, no other companies are going to invest in technology, other host or other hospitality companies. That's one of the first departments they start cutting is actually uh-huh. R&D. And, and so we said, let's double down on that. And so let's double down on trying to expand because if we can have the right presence and and we can become known as one of the few companies that grew during the pandemic once we're post pandemic we're going to be positioned to really be the next yeah. level right yeah, yeah. and then we said that we're going to be able to raise money because people see that we have traction throughout the pandemic even if we're in hospitality that that's going to happen but actually it was not the case <laughs> i took for granted that investors <laughs> would see the world the same way i i do and it was not the case at all um we actually did nine months where where it was strapped very, for cash and, and all that. It was very tough to to get on the phone even with VCs and and like they were here hospitality and they were like no thank you let's talk let's talk in yeah yeah, yeah in yeah. twelve months. <laughs> um, but we were able to, to pull out miracle anyways and you know like as the pandemic was like starting to go away, uh, you know we start like right. our revenue start ramping up like crazy. And all the work that we did throughout the pandemic start paying off all in once. And that, that allowed us to, to be able to raise uh, the nine and a half million dollar round and, and, you know, put us in the trajectory that we are right now for the real growth. Right, right. How, how close were you guys to running out of the, the cash and the runway? Was it super close or a couple of days left? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. That? Kind of. And, and then how did you pull it off? Yeah. Exactly, right. Like, look, the, the question I have is, you know, during that time, right, when VCs are not answering your calls, right? I mean, how did you motivate your team? How do you motivate yourself to just keep on going? Because this is a very scary time, you know, as a founder. Of it was, a, you know, it was very scary. Um, 
Me personally, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a, a anxious person of my personal private life. Uh, meaning like if this didn't work out, I'm sure I can make something else happen and then figure something else out. Um, but it was, for me, it was like, I take what I, my word very seriously. And I think what I tell people, you know, when, when I convince someone else for, to join our company from maybe in an existing company and making a shift in their career, right. To be like joining our, our journey to build what we're building. And I really believe what I say we're building that to me, it's, it, that was what was keeping me up at night. Just, just thinking about it, like all these people that invest their future into our company. We didn't fire any, even one person during the pandemic. In mm -hmm. fact, they're actually, we hired two talents, like in the, uh, <laughs> that the other companies were getting right off. Um, but that was the part that was keeping me up at night. I said, like, I, I don't want to let these people down, right? I don't, I don't believe, I believe that, that failure is a good thing because you can learn. But that was the, really what was keeping up at night. Like, these people are, like, invested in their life. They believed in, in us, in me and my co-founder's vision of the company and what we wanted to do and what we wanted to build. And I was like, you know, wow. And at the same time, on the other side, I couldn't show that side of worrying because then, <laughs> then people will be like, okay, this is this. But, but when they, we told them after the facts and then people were like, wow, this is actually, it's actually incredible that, that we didn't even can, notice can, that that was happening. Can, can you maybe, Luca, tell me about the moment that the, the, the what do you call it? The, the tables turned, um, either that was the first big check or pandemic ended or, you know, kind of ended. What did that feel like to you? Or like, you know, there's a major revenue stream just happened out of nowhere. Like, what would that feel like to you? And uh, just if you could kind of briefly um, or take as long as you need to uh, take us back in that that moment. Yeah, I, I mean, that was uh, definitely a relief, like knowing that we did that. Um, and then we kind of like we said, OK, we 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 made it to the other side, like which was a. Uh, was like objective number one, but you know, um, it's just like the very, very beginning of what we wanted to do. Now we have the basis to to really get, go to the next level, um, and it was definitely maybe like a week or be like or two weeks uh, yeah. of being like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna relax a second because <laughs> I have to put myself together again because I did a, I just did a twelve month sprint of like working day and night. Um, maybe it was even a month that I needed to reset, like yeah, sure, because it was it was it, it was it was very tough. But then it was like you, now we we need to. That's one of the things of being an entrepreneur. You need to 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 do things very differently based on the different stages you are in your company. Mm -hmm. uh, we were in survival mode where where you know organization and and things like you know really looking the future was not really there because it was like let's fix what's yeah, what's I, fixable right now mean, yeah and then like take a completely like 360 degree sh shift of being like okay now it's all about the future now it's all about setting future goals and achieving those goals and and creating a, like a real strong organization um to and a structure to organize you know that that time we were all work, working virtual which we still are and 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 every department was working their own thing and trying on this survival mode where the communication wasn't really there. But I sure. was aware of it. It's just like, you know, that the nature of things brought us to, to be in that stage. And now it's about like, you know, um, creating a single group, like for a single goal 
and 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 it's a, it's a, more, a lot more rewarding what we're working on right now versus what we were working before. Um, right, right. So I find it as an exciting stage, but but the vision of the company is to become, you know, we don't want to become, you know, just just raising like tons <laughs> of money and and that's it and just be satisfied with ourselves. We our goal is really to to change, and we probably will need to raise a lot of money to do it. But our goal is to really to change like how like an entire industry. Yeah, we want to we sure, want to yeah. be, be known for the company that has shifted uh, the course of things in the hospitality industry, um, and that's the goal of everyone who's joining this company, and that's the company mission. For sure, I think you know just to get a little bit of a better sense of what Journey does, and if we could talk about how you uh, how it is on the host experience, right? Like since uh, we briefly spoke about just the hotel side, but maybe for like a smaller host experience. Um, Say I have a property or a villa that I want to put on journey, right? That's how it would work. Yeah. So, so how can you take me through that process and like what um, exactly happens after I sign up and how the software makes life easier? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So right Thanks. now, and things will, will will may change later, but right now we're working with like hosted host at least ten to fifteen properties, and um, and the system is really built to to be um, so 10 to 15 properties plus, right? So you can have a thousand, but like uh, um, we wanted to have a kind of somewhat of a, a larger size uh, business, right? Um, and really because the system, it's a game changer when you are like managing multiple units, yeah. not a single unit. Yeah, That's really where, we, where we're changing how things have been done. Um, and especially if they're in a, in a multifamily setting or in a, in a, setting where there's more, more than one unit in the same place uh, because we did things like, you know, changing access systems and connecting to different access control systems and different locks, different yeah, sensors. Locks. Yeah, so deal, we can yeah. automate this entire process. So as a host, you come to us and we say, we'll provide you the hardware, we provide you the software, we provide you the processes, and we provide you a lot of the services that right now you cannot wow. afford to offer, like 24-7 customer <laughs> right, support. Right like support in accounting, uh, like supports in, uh, um, you know, review management, pricing, all of those things take so much time, like, and, and a small host is not going to have the resources and the money to build that infrastructure. And the reason why we can afford it to do it is number one is scale, right? Obviously uh-huh. I can use the same front, virtual front desk for multiple hosts. Yeah. And then two is the fact that we build so many technologies and automations that our cost it's, it's actually less than even some of the our uh, you know some of the hosts that have the economy of scale, right? Because sure. of the, the amount of automation that we build, so it becomes now whether like when you're an Airbnb, you you you're just on your own, you just list your property and that's it. You come mm-hmm. to us, we do all of that for you, and we also help you to be listed on other um, platforms, right? We say you. We can promote you on Airbnb, Expedia, Booking.com. We have all this integration built and you're promoting all these platforms. And then on top of it, you're also promoting in our app. Yeah, I like, I mean, I like the company, man. This is pretty cool. It's really uh, kudos to you for, for all the... the yeah, I think that's definitely a game changer because especially for a tier of hospitality uh, owners, entrepreneurs, etc. Like, like they just don't have that level of you know, scale of a big IT department, like if you go to the Hilton or Marriott ecosystem, right? So I think this is totally kind of spot on. 
Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit, uh, Luke. I mean, as I mentioned, like, tell us more about like your, you know, you know, your your early times, right? Like, you know, you mentioned that you were already an entrepreneur at a young age. Tell us more about that environment that kind of propelled you to cultivate this entrepreneurial mindset, even uh, you know, when you were young. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Uh, well, so I was born and raised in Italy. Um, I, I like so many things in my life. And one of the things that I did not like was school. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I definitely put, put a lot of my energy. Um, and here's the thing. I, I thought I did not like to study, but it, I was actually wrong. I liked to study the things I wanted to study. Yeah, but sure. I, didn't like, <laughs> I, I didn't like what, what necessarily school was teaching. Right. Um, uh, and kind of the system that, that you know, the whole education, um, how their education, especially in Europe, is run. Um, but but um, so so I always like to number one invent things and build things. That was uh, that's one of was one of my things that that I like to do. I had passion since early on in, into uh, building rockets and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting. But like I said, I have many passions. Uh, <laughs> I can easily get passionate about things. Um, and um, but one of the the. I've done several like s- small little things, but w- one of the most meaningful things when I, when I was uh, I started when I was sixteen, um, I started organizing this. We, we call it end of schools before the summer basically yeah, starts. Sure, like, I sure. guess spring break here, right? right um, summer break. Yeah. Basically, kind of like a, a spring break um, event, and um, I, I started organizing with just a couple of schools in the beginning, and and organize this event for. For these schools and i and i will go to people that were representing those school you know students that are representing the school i will be like hey do you want to make extra money and uh you know i will give them which was unheard of because clubs were not doing those things so i will give them 50 percent of the sales of the tickets it says you keep 50 percent. it's a lot of money for you and and you go you, you just need to go to your to the, the students of the school and say hey I, I, the end of the year uh, uh um, event is going to be in this place and just invite people right um so i started the first year with with three schools only the year after i had 15 schools and the year after that i had almost like 60 schools obviously schools are uh, are a little bit smaller in italy but we had um 3500 people attendees on the last year i was uh Oh man, that's a lot. Uh, Nineteen, <laughs> right before I, I, I kind of came, uh, decided to come here in US. So it was my last year of high school, and and I and I throw this. And the thing is, I live in a city where there's like forty five thousand people living there, mm-hmm. and we end up renting out an entire water park, like uh, uh, where basically we turn it into a venue from morning, basically from early day all the way until till night, and. You know, I was 19 with a business partner that was the same age as <laughs> of mine. Wow. And we throw this like la- la- large, well, I, I say one of the largest even today, like student events that 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 happened in, in that city. And even like um, the police had to come to control traffic because it was like we literally yes. blocked the whole traffic of uh, of where wow. the water park was. I mean, so that's really that, interesting. Yeah, I mean that that actually even at that at that age, like actually you were already. Kind of in this hospitality, it's just a different way. Right? It's like events and people, but it's all about like kind of this notion of you know, kind of you know making sure that you know people are okay. There's guests, right? All these things. So it's it actually makes total 100%. sense. Just, yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, look, yeah, I just that? got, I got to ask you, man, what, uh, what would you say are the top three or five skills about being an entrepreneur that you have, or that you see people have like in terms of maybe hard skills and soft skills? Like what would you say are some? Well, I was just saying before, like being able to adapt like, and quickly because situations will change fast and you have to adapt. Like I, this is a skill that I think I naturally have it, but I've been working on getting even better and, 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 and really like improving adaptation because, because the environment changes all the time. When your bootstrap is one environment, when you raise seat run is one environment, when you raise yeah, growth capital point. is a completely different environment. Um, you have a pandemic, it's one environment. You don't have a pandemic, it's a completely different environment, right? Like, so you, the ability to adapt, I think I put it number one in terms uh -huh. of skill. And two, um, which I think it's connected to the ability of that, is like problem solving. Um, I, and, and three, which I think they all work together, is the, I think an entrepreneur needs to be decent at a lot of things but not great at one thing um yeah yeah i, I second that i think yeah. if if you have i mean you can be great at some things that's okay but if you're too focused on a single vertical um you're really missing out on a lot of other different uh skill skill sure. sets that you need um i just i just think if you want to be specifically the ceo of a company in different stages you need to know a little bit you need to know a little bit about technology you need to know a little bit about management you need to know a little bit about finance accounting uh engineering you know, you know product engineering marketing product product <laughs> development marketing right you need to know about Sales. all of the <laughs> and 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 that's that's really how i feel like that i because of all this many different interests that i had since i was younger i was lucky because i built this different skill set i'm still building them obviously it's a work in progress and I think that's a, that's a skill that I find very, very useful to really know what every department is talking about. You don't need to know exactly the details. I'm not a coder. I don't know how to code, but I know exactly what they're talking about. So you found when, somebody when else to make the product for you or is that how that worked? Yeah. Um, I, so, well, uh, because I'm originally from Italy, I, I, I had a lot of friends that were in there today's engineers and developers. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, you know, I saw what they were working on, some nice, nice big projects and stuff like that, but not, the, the money really are not there in Europe yet, uh, maybe UK, but nowhere else. And I see like, you know, what people in Silicon Valley get paid. And I'm like, like, this is definitely underused talent. Um, mm. And so we build an, our entire tech team is in Italy. Uh, in, in Rome or in Rome or like what part of Italy? I just had to know. Um, no, we we are between uh, Venice and Milan. Like that's no way. like fashion. Yeah, cities. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> yes, food city. Uh, and there, like we we're, we're a little bit spread out even there. Um, but our CTO is is based in Italy, um, and we have now five other developers all all based in Italy as well. Wow, we were able to get real real good talent at a fraction of the cost still paying them way above what they're paid there uh, <laughs> but it's still at a fraction of cost of, sure. of what's what's here and that's like kind of like the, the adaptation and really like being able to you know we are able to to develop a lot of, the, of our technology that if we were to have done it in us it would have cost us from like stupid amount of money sure that makes sense yeah i mean i guess we're 
you know, close to the end here, but I'd love to talk, ask you two, two quick questions, Luca. One is, you know, if you had to summarize your personal startup mindset in one to two sentences, what would it be? And the second one is, if I had to meet, you know, you had to meet actually Luca right after, you know, your 19-year-old, you know, um, event party planning self, right? What advice would you give the 20-year-old self today? Well, I'll start with the second. I, I will give a few different advice. Is that okay? If it's not yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I would say, I will go back even earlier probably and be like, it's never too early to start. Um, you know, there's definitely a mentality in Italy where, you know, they always tell you that you have to do things later. I would say move to US even earlier if you can. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there, there's, there's a different mentality. And... And, you know, like really focus, I, I, I say this is like an advice I give myself or even to other people, like they focus on the craft of skill, crafting those skills in general. Even if you don't know what you want to do, start from something and start crafting and perfectioning that skill. That's going to drive you to then do it for other things. I think that's yeah. my, that really is what's, what, what I am addicted to is the... <laughs> How far can I push myself on crafting specific things? Like, and it's a challenge in a competition with myself, really, uh, on how far I can take that. And once you get that passion of crafting skills, you can apply that anywhere. Um, you can apply that if you're in a sport. You can apply that if you're sure, crafting skills, an yeah. entrepreneur or you, you're a graphic designer. <laughs> but then you get the passion of crafting it and really kind of try to take it as far as you can take it. For sure. You know, one more last thing uh, that we want to ask you, Luca, is uh, if you were to tell us what, if you were to just explain your startup mindset in a couple sentences, how would you articulate that? Startup mindset. Um, it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. For awesome. sure. Well, well yeah. Luca, this, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, it, it's been, um, you know, a real privilege to just have it in the first place, but just really hearing about the growth of the company and, and where it was and where it is now and what the outlook is seriously uh, inspiring and, and, you know, cool. Um, any last Thank words? Thank you for, for being great hosts. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. And, and uh, any last words you have for people listening and, and the world, um, whoever listens? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think um, really like, you know, to kind of elaborate on the sprint, uh, not a sprint, but a, a marathon. I think, uh, um, you know, I think Mark Cuban is the one says like oh, yeah. 10 years over, overnight success. Right. Um, I, that's another thing I live by. It's not going to happen overnight. It will happen overnight, but it's going to take you 10 years or even more, mm. 15 years yeah. of really crafting before it happens. I think nowadays a lot of people really are, you know, focusing on the quick money. And you can make quick money, but it's going to take you 10 to 15 years to craft something before you make the quick money. That's right. I think it's very important. Otherwise, you, right. you have the wrong expectation of what's going to be being an entrepreneur. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of like sacrifice and, and a lot of efforts. Awesome. Well, Luca, sure. thank you so much for, for the wisdom. And, you know, uh, we're super bullish on your opportunity here. And I'm sure we'll see you you know, in a lot of major publications in the future. So thank you so much for giving us your time. I sure hope so. Th 